my wife asked, she says, wait, what are you recording on? As she normally does. And I said, <laughs> well, Mike wants to talk about time management and also prioritizing accounts. And she says, that's great. She says, if I give you some advice, prioritize and do prioritizing first, because you know nothing about time management. <laughs> uh, well, you know, <laughs> I love that lady. She <laughs> uh, cracks me up. That's pretty funny. All right, we're recording. With over 50 years and millions of worldwide traveled miles between the two of us, we have tasted defeat and relished in sweet, sweet victory. Looking for inspirational entertainment, motivation, and practical insights to drive your business? Welcome to The Selling Podcast. So, Mike, Laura and I were actually talking about time, and I do have a question just out of curiosity. She okay. is under the philosophy that if you're not 15 minutes early to everything, you're actually late. And so she, okay. her clock is built that way, that 15 minutes early or you're late. My thought is that I'm not late because the meeting starts on time. So if the meeting starts, let's say at o'clock, then I'm going to be there <laughs> at o'clock because that's when it starts. And her thought is, well, you need to be there 15 minutes early. And my thought is, no, if they wanted you there 15 minutes early, if the meeting was starting 15 minutes early, then the meeting time would be start at quarter till. And so right. technically, you know, when does it start? And for her, it's, well, 15 minutes early. And for me, no, don't waste everybody's time. Let's start when the meeting starts. Now, mind you, let me be super clear because this took a, this took a several minutes, maybe an hour <laughs> to try to, to try to just understand that when the meeting starts at o'clock, everybody needs to be mentally ready for the meeting to begin and Correct. actually prepared and ready to go at o'clock. So it's not like it starts at, you know, whatever o'clock and it's there, people are straggling in or people are fidgeting, trying to get ready. No, when it starts, everybody's ready to go, ready to learn. Now, with that being said, as a basic assumption, you know, if they want to start at quarter till, well, then the meeting time should be quarter till if that's the expectation. I agree. I agree. Unfortunately, not everybody works on the same clock. Like obviously, you and Laura are working on two separate time clocks. Mm -hmm. And some to some people, if the meeting starts at o'clock, as you said, when they get there, then they take 10 or 15 minutes to prepare for the meeting. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yep, and, absolutely. And we've seen that. And so I err on Laura's side. I'm wired that way too. So here, here the challenge is time is something that's valuable and you can only, you, everybody only gets the same 24 hours, right? Mm -hmm. So there's two ways of looking at this. If I show up and spend the first 10 minutes of the meeting, and we're wasting that 10 minutes, mm -hmm. I'm never going to get that 10 minutes back. Right. Now, on the flip side, if I show up 10 minutes early and we still have that 10-minute lag with everybody else, it's still going to be somewhere in there. I'm going to lose 10 or 20 minutes mm -hmm. of, of actual productive time. How do you just uh, How do you gauge that and measure that with relationship building, which does require time. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's, that's the magic mix. But I, 
I can see your, where you're coming from with showing up on time and being ready to go. Mm-hmm. My preference would be if everybody would show up 10 minutes early so they're ready to go when we start. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you a question. If you have an important interview, let's say it's your, you're going for the job opportunity of a lifetime. Do you show up five minutes early? On this week's episode of The Selling Podcast, <laughs> we talk about time management. And with that, Mike's posed some very interesting questions. And it's funny, we'll get into it because time management might not be my biggest strength. All right, Mike. Might not be? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike, you asked the question. Why don't you ask it again? Because it's a funny question and I have a decent answer for it. All right. My question is, given your propensity to show up on the hour, when it's ready to start, right yeah, now. Yeah, once again, there's a difference between late and on time. And so, yeah, okay. and so just to be super clear, we're not talking about being late. We're talking about being on time. And so once again, not late, on time, I'm ready to go right as the meeting begins. And I'm right there, like as it begins. And once again, let me say when it begins, I do have a fudge factor. My fudge factor is if I'm on a Zoom and the meeting starts at, let's say, 9.30 a.m., I my fudge factor is 9.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. .059. <laughs> so I, I have that whole 60 seconds of 9.30 to be able to jump on the call, and that's my fudge factor. So you you seeing it you're seeing it as being very precise. Exactly. Exactly. So okay. so you asked the question about going into a job interview. Right. So my question is then let's stay out of Skype. We're going to stay with just a regular yep. a regular job. Yep. So you have the most important job interview of your life. It's one that's going to be your dream job. You're ready to go for it. You've got all the qualifications. Do you show up to the interview on time or five minutes early? Let me tell you exactly what I have done in the past. Okay. Because right. Laura and I, my wife and I, we had this same conversation. So I show up, I show up at least 10 to 15 minutes early because I never know what traffic's going to do. So I always show up early. What I do though is I sit in the parking lot or I will drive around knowing that I have plenty of time, I will not go walk into the actual office until I want to be in, in front of the receptionist, if there's a receptionist, about three minutes before the actual interview starts. And so I'm going to- Before the interview starts. Before the interview. But it's not going to be- it's, okay. like, it's like I'll show up, be in the general vicinity, 10, 15 minutes, plenty of time to sit, collect myself. But I won't actually walk in- and be there until just moments, moments before the interview, because that's when it, that's when it starts. No, no, yeah. that's not how my wife does it. She says, I would rather be there 15 minutes before. So they know, Hey, I'm taking this very serious. I can see it both ways, but I think it's funny that you said you'll drive there and sit in the parking lot or drive around. <laughs> just oh, absolutely. So you know you Everybody would be a liar if they said they hadn't done that. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fun. It is so awkward. 
Because so because awkward. you want to be you want to be prompt and you want to show them that you're interested and you want to be there on time, but you don't want to show up too early and too eager. And there's a lot of nuance to it. Yeah, if you show up too early, you don't want to get the the impression like you're wasting their time. Now, my right. wife would t- completely disagree with that that it's not wasting their time, but they're saying, but she would say that you're showing more value to their time because you're showing up early. From my point of view, though, I like to think that hey. If I show up 15 minutes early, then if if I keep doing that throughout the day, I could fit in at least two, if not, you know, maybe three more quick meetings during those extra 15 minutes for every meeting that I have. Right. And you don't want to come across as having all the time in the world to burn so you can show up 15 minutes early and it's no big deal. Correct. 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 Yeah. All right. So well, let's, let's get into time management inside of accounts. How do we right. manage accounts during our day, during our selling? So maybe we maybe we leave leave off <laughs> leave off early versus on time, um, because I think there's different personalities that go into that, and I don't think there's a right. The, excuse me. The only right answer to that is do not be late. That's the bottom line. Yeah, don't do not be, be late, late ever. Correct. But then, but then we also have to take into account what you mentioned earlier. That's be on time and be ready to go. You can't afford the 10, 15 minutes of trying to catch up on a conversation or, Mm -hmm. and it's, it's a magic mix because rather than walk into a room and start, you know, you're looking at your phone, you're reading something when the meeting starts, I'd rather be walking in. I'd like to find out about the people I'm meeting with. And Mm -hmm. so there is that, that graciousness or that personal touch of starting a meeting. You just have to make sure that you know when and how long that goes. If it's five minutes before the meeting when everybody walks in, great. If it's five minutes after, great. But you need to build time into your meetings for that kind of opportunity. And each company is going to have its own culture on how they do it. They've they've trained employees a certain way. They've trained the meetings to take place a certain way. So if you're presenting or if you're going into a meeting in another company, Make sure that you understand what their culture is. Make sure that you understand how to handle that situation or else you can find yourself in a really awkward position. Yes, you can. Either too much or too little. Either too much (laughs) or too little time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, there's many things about that, you know, having meetings. We can talk about that later, you know, agenda, what to do, how how to fill out an agenda so it moves things along. It's, it's when you walk into to that account, as you mentioned, or that presentation, you know, meeting everybody, understanding who's there, that you should probably know all that beforehand. You should know who's invited to the meeting so that you're actually coming prepared and ready to go. Yep, absolutely. What I wanted to talk about in time management really revolves not so much about being on time for meeting, because I think that's just common courtesy, right? And everybody mm-hmm. understands what that is. I want to talk about not how you schedule but when you schedule things, because everybody's going to work the same number of hours in the office, right? Mm-hmm. But but a lot of some people get a lot more done. Mm-hmm. So what I wanted to talk about wasn't so much of the being on time because that's common courtesy for everybody, right? Mm-hmm. But I want to talk about how do people get so much done in the same amount of time that you and I have, and I seem to struggle with it at times. Mm-hmm. And, and I've I think. I think I've figured out what the biggest key is. 
It's the squirrel syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> the squirrel syndrome? Yeah, because I'll be I'll be working on a project and I've got, you know, I've got a deadline and I'm working really hard on it. But something will pop up or I'll answer an email that comes across just because they, somebody needs something real fast. And that completely derails me. Mm -hmm. Completely throws me off. So here's my thought. And I've offered this thought to a lot of different reps of how they can manage that. Schedule a block of time every hour or every two hours if you're in the office. Schedule your time when you're going to answer emails. Make it 15 minutes. But you only answer emails during that 15 minutes. And the rest of the time, you stay completely focused on what you're doing. There's there's a lot of research in this. And we're, you and I will probably disagree on this. Multitasking actually slows you down yeah yeah i oh, we don't disagree <laughs> i would like to disagree i've been proven wrong so many times and the study is overwhelming yeah that you can't multitask what it is is just switching back and forth on tasks and so you can be 100 percent in a task and then you try to switch over i mean i've tried to read and listen to the news at the same time and that is yeah, I I start losing focus. It's just yeah. I I un unfortunately I agree with you. <laughs> there's a, a pretty well-known author and psychologist. His name is Dr. Henry Cloud, and I was listening to a presentation he did. He said if you think that you can multitask and do it effectively, mm -hmm. try and do this. Sing to your wife when you're sitting there watching TV. Look at your wife and sing to her, Mary had a little lamb. And then tell me exactly what the people on the TV said. Oh, that'd be, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of a silly analogy, but, but when you think about it, it goes back to what Veronica Romney said, right? Being where your feet are. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I think being, being present and having, the knowledge and being the self-aware, being self-aware about where you are to stay focused in that one thing. And I think that all relates to time management. Mike, so there is the theory that, you know, if there's an email that comes in and you can do it, you know, within, you know, under five minutes answering, get it off your desk, then do it. All the other emails that take longer time, flag them and move them to, to a priority list. Are you suggesting not to do that? Are you suggesting or are you suggesting schedule, you know, a block of time where you can knock out all those, you know, five minute emails and under? Again, this is the whole diversion of attention, right? When the emails are coming in, you're scanning the, the subject lines. Mm -hmm. Correct. Is that distracting you from your project? It, it very well could be. I mean, because it takes yeah. your thought off of it. Now, what happens when an, uh, an email comes along from the big boss and they've got a task for you? Uh, it takes priority over everything. Yeah. Should it? No. It shouldn't, but it does. Correct. And that's just common human nature. So my, my general opinion of that is emails are emails for a reason. Mm -hmm. If the boss really wants to get a hold of you or your wife needs to get a hold of you or something, they'll call you. Mike, I really like there's two key topics here. One, using reminders calendar in your calendar and alarms inside your calendar. 
to be able to help effectively use time management skills. And the other is communication, just general communication and how it should work. Let me, let's, let's talk about the communication side of it first, because in my weekly meeting last week, I sat down with my team and I said, we need to understand how we're going to communicate effectively. And it's not, it was more along the lines of, you know, I want to try to keep the email open for customers. So when a customer pings or it's customer related, it's coming to my email. For internal communications, I would love to have, you know, an instant messaging, you know, whether that's, you know, Skype business or whatever that might be, you know, quick IM that we can, the instant message that I can communicate inside the office that keeps my emails free. And if there's something that really needs time or a collaboration, then we have to set a meeting for it. And it's a quick, it doesn't need to be, even though we're all in the same room, it doesn't have to be all of us go to the conference room. If that speeds it up and if that's fast to do, that's great. It's a standing standing meeting. If it's something where we can just jump on virtually and do it really quickly because there's not much, it's just more of a conveying of information that's a little bit longer, then yeah, let's do it. Let's do it, you know, virtually. Yeah, and that's exactly why I think Microsoft Teams is gaining such popularity because it gives you a, a message feature, a chat feature, a quick video call feature all in one central location and try and keep teams on this on task as much as possible. Because there are so many questions that are, that are, Hey, I have this question. I don't need an answer for like a week or so. It's still, I need, I need an answer, but I don't need it for a week or so. And Mm -hmm. so fit it in whenever you have time, there are questions that, Hey, I need this because I'm working on a project and it's, imperative that I get the answer for Yeah, exactly. To be able to move this out. And so I'm stuck until you can get back to me. And so, you know, putting those, you know, either using an exclamation point, you know, you know, the red urgent exclamation point, there needs to be a way or maybe just a quick telephone call to say, Hey, you know, I need this. Here's the time period I need it in to be able to schedule it out. If we're using the same communication method, because currently right now, everything's email you know, email the exact same, whether it's urgent in five minutes or urgent in five days, it's the same email communication. And I don't think that's as effective as it could be. No, I don't think so. Unfortunately, it's not the same as it was in 1840 when I was born, because (laughs) now you have text messages and you have email and you have phone, you have options to communicate quickly with other people. And I think what's really critical here, Scott, is people have the discipline to know the difference between uh, is it urgent right now? Mm -hmm. And this is going to, this will lead directly into our conversation later about prioritizing. Is it urgent right now? Is it needed right now? And kind of, you have ever looked at uh, the Eisenhower box? No. How to describe this. Dwight D. Eisenhower. You may have heard of him in one of your history classes. (laughs) That, that yes. (laughs) <laughs> when when he had a decision to make, he kind of came up with a box, or at least it's attributed to him. I'm not sure how uh, correct it is, but he had a matrix. And then if you kind of picture a grid in the top left corner, it was high importance and urgent. So he had, a, he had it on two axes, urgent and important. So it wasn't Stephen Covey who came up with this? 
Uh, it was Eisenhower, I thought. Yeah, you're right. The Eisenhower box. Yeah, and everybody can get a hold of it on the internet, but it's four quadrants. Do it now. It's high importance and urgent. Schedule it. It's very important, but not urgent. Then the lower left corner is delegate it, where it's a very low importance and not or very urgent, and it needs to be done. You delegate it. And then if it's in the far right bottom corner, low importance and low urgencies, get rid of it. That's really cool. And it, it makes it kind of a, and not, you know, <laughs> where do you fit really the, where do you fit each one is going to depend on your own personal priorities. Yep. But this makes the decision simple. Going back to our conversation about when we're looking at this managing or prioritizing, when we're looking at the do, decide, delegate, or delete, you mentioned earlier to start everything off, we need to be able to set up blocks in our blocks of time in our calendar, you mm -hmm. know, block them off. So if you're working on a project, don't just be working on a project behind the scenes, block off time on your calendar. So everybody knows, Hey, this is blocked off. I have a meeting and the meeting is to work on this project. And so I wrote down several things that I think we can set up reminders and block off time for one is, you know, planning any planning we're doing for an account we need to make sure that we're taking that serious and that should be a blocked off period of time. When we're looking at strategizing, how do we do it? And oftentimes that will include bringing in other people, you know, strategizing your account, block off a time for that. When you're researching, a lot of the research can be do done behind the scenes. It can be done, you know, as, as filler. We need to make sure that we're taking researching our potential account extremely serious. And we needed to block off time for that. If we're researching um, our competitor, we need to just block off time. It might, we're not talking an hour. We might be talking about 10, 15 minutes. We need to have blocked off period of time to be able to do these things. Another, and you have to have the discipline to stick to that schedule. Well, go figure. Our episode on time management went long. <laughs> we ended up recording for another 25 minutes. And to be respectful of your time, we know you probably don't have another 25 minutes to sit through it. So what we decided to do is divide it up and we will play the rest of the conversation next week. So please join us next week as we continue our conversation on time management. We will get into many details about the squirrel syndrome, walking out of meetings, and even calendaring these email responses. What does it all look like? We do an awesome job, if I may say so myself, of wrapping it all up, putting a bow on time management. And that's all during the conclusion for next week. So thanks again. Join us next week for another episode of The Selling Podcast as we continue time management. Have a great week.